Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackie, who didn't do shit. This is the O-Line Committee. There he is. We got his little San Francisco 49ers official team gear mm. here. Mm-hmm. We got uh, we got we got Jeremiah Searles here off an zero and four week because everything was worth two points last week. Hey, I'm what's going last, on, boy? I'm in last place. I had to try and make some swings for the fences here. <laughs> right, you and, swung hard. I mean, picking oh, the Buccaneers listen. in the championship round was a little bold because they listen, were eliminated. But let's not pretend the whole first half we weren't texting like great pick. Hey, you, you nailed it. You and I were like, yeah, right, yeah, Lions, you two may have five. been. I, I was it. driving. I was rooting for the Lions, though. I was driving, and I saw these text messages, slanderous text messages coming through. Johnny was he was reading them while I was driving. I was literally like, Jay, don't text that again. Jay, Johnny was just like, Dad, Jeremiah said, Oh, oh, did he? Did he? How about we don't let our 12-year-old read our text thread, huh? Well, it's not my fault. Good idea. He grabbed it and was like, Dad, Jeremiah says, you're a blah, blah, blah. (laughs) 
Yeah, hold on. If there's 12-year-olds reading that text thread, then we need to recalibrate. Yeah. Some it's called parental controls. <laughs> right. We were watching the game as we were driving, and I was trying to like, listen, what's with all the text yeah. messages? Tell me what they're saying. But it's yeah. okay, because when I came home, <laughs> I didn't know what you guys were watching. But <laughs> Booty's like, Booty flips on the second half, like, what, the Niners look great? What's what are talking about? They here? look fabulous. God, I loved it. <laughs> It's all good. So, well, let's. Uh, we got a lot to get to here. This is the yes. O Line Committee podcast, your uh, your offensive line lifestyle podcast. Thank you guys for helping us get to almost sixteen thousand YouTube subscribers. You can help push us over the top by clicking the, clicking the like button and the subscribe button. And the best thing you can do now that we are partnered with Blue Wire as of last week, one of the most prominent sports podcast networks in the country, which is mm. awesome for O Line Committee. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so we can keep growing this thing uh, as we get into 2024. We start every show with Who's the Mic, where we identify the most important and interesting things in football on our minds. Jay, do the honors. Kick us off here. I'll start. I'll start. I tweeted it during the Ravens game. I, for the life of me, cannot understand, will never understand, the play calling that was going on with the Baltimore Ravens and Todd Munkin and what happened there. You are the best rushing team in the entire NFL. You have been all year. You've been slaughtering dudes. You've been shoving it right down people's throats all year long. You ready? Gus Edwards, three carries, 20 yards. Justice Hill, three carries, three yards. Zay Flowers, two carries, Four yards. Lamar Jackson, eight carries for 54 yards, 47 of which on a one on a fourth and one on an explosive play. Yeah. You only had 11 rushing attempts in the entire game. The entire game. Todd Munkin panicked. Todd Munkin saw that he was playing Patrick Mahomes in the second half and play called like he was down 21 mm-hmm. instead of only being down 10. And he went out there, and he's airing it out, and he's throwing deep shots instead of just staying true to the identity of which this team was, which is just grind it out through the tackles, hand it to Gus, hand it to those dudes, and just pound it, pound it, pound it, and then take your shots. Like, they were lining up in 12 personnel and 21 personnel and only running play action and then be like, ah, it didn't work. Be like, well, no shit, it didn't work. You haven't run the ball out of that. You haven't taken the ball from under center and handed off more than three times in the last eight. Like, it, it just was so frustrating to watch because now Lamar Jackson's going to get a ton of hate, and he deserves some credit. He didn't play great. But I didn't feel like the coaches put him in a great position because they panicked because they felt like they were playing Mahomes and they were playing this high-powered Kansas City offense when they were in the game the whole time. They were always right there, and they just went away from their identity. And if you only rush the ball that many times when you're the number one rushing team in the country in the conference championship, you're going to lose. So my mic's the offensive staff over on the Ravens there. Do better, my friends. Do better. I wonder if a part of that wasn't like, Todd Munkin's coming on going, oh, I can do this better. You know how sometimes coaches try to go out there and they scheme it up and you're like, this is not what we do. This is not who made us. This is not how we got here. This is like a facade of what we are. And it's almost kind of like what they did. And I agree with you 100%, especially because when you're passing the ball and you're primarily a run team and things aren't going well, things are really not going to be going well at halftime because everyone's like, what are we doing? Why are we not running the ball? You brought up the 4th and 11. They were in like three linemen over. 
Like they that's that was their style of play. It was like, hey, we're gonna line up in some crazy formation, we're gonna have some wild motion, and then we're gonna try and catch you in some sort of predicament. That's what we do on offense. And when you let me stand back there and just throw the ball around and Zay Flowers is dropping balls or we're fumbling balls, like all of a sudden this becomes an even bigger issue for a team that's like, aren't we just supposed to aren't we just supposed to hand the ball off? Or maybe he doesn't and he runs the other way. What the fuck are we doing? When the, why are we running double tree? Why are we running so many play actions when you're right? We haven't done anything yet. It, is this like it, like throughout the week? So you get you get a week to prepare. You're thinking about this. You're probably sleeping three and a half hours a night. You know, this is the biggest week of your life, right? Is this a situation where offensive coordinator, offensive staff just completely outthinks themselves on Tuesday or Wednesday that, boy, they're going to expect us to run the ball like we always do? What if we throw a curveball and drop back? By the way, 82% of offensive Crazy. plays were just dropbacks oh. in this game for Baltimore. Is, is this, like, as, a, as a player, as you're going through install that week leading up, do, I guess my question is, do you think this was the game plan going in? Let's throw no. a curveball. Let's drop back 80% of the time in a close game. Or do you think he, on the fly, just kept calling pass plays? I think, I think the run game got stifled early in the first quarter, right? Like it wasn't going the way he wanted to. And he just panicked and felt like he had to get away from it. Right. He just felt like if I don't get away from this run game where we're not gaining big chunk plays, we're not getting big positive yards. I'm just going to keep giving the ball back to Mahomes, and we're going to be down by 21 points. And he's just spun himself up into this and like, yeah, went, yeah. and then before you know it, he's looking around going, I can't call run plays. Because Kansas City scored two touchdowns early, so it maybe yeah. felt like, oh, yeah, God, so we're going to need like, 31 points. But then all of a sudden you're right. like, dude, you're down by 10. Like At halftime. Like, ha- what? That's nothing. Nothing. Like, that's that's nothing, right? You kick one field goal, and then, I mean, the Zay Flowers. Oh. And, I mean, and I'll, I'll kind of go from this. And, and from Todd Monk, and I'll pivot into a, a new mic here. Same with the Ravens, staying with the Ravens theme here. My new mic is the fact that the Ravens showed the football world that if you play a team – and you let your emotions control you in a conference championship game, that can be the difference, right? And that was a huge piece of what this happened to the Ravens team here, right? You heard it all week, Harbaugh with his, and they mentioned on the broadcast over and over, like, hey, if he runs, we're going to make him feel us. We're going to make him know and all those things. And you instill a mentality of aggressiveness in your football team, which is the right thing to do when you're playing against the best. But you saw the penalties and Zay Flowers with the rookie mistakes from taunting after a massive play to diving when you don't have to dive. Danny Wood had actually text um, Chris Giddings, who was my agent and my partner and represent Danny. He goes, ah, he broke the Bill B rule, the Bill Belichick rule, right? You don't dive for the end zone unless it's fourth down. Right, like that's just a rule. It's, true. Yeah, it's yeah. just a rule, right? It's you just go for it. But that's a rookie mistake with rookie emotion. Then you slamming your hand on the sideline, cutting your hand. Like that just shows me that that team wasn't in control of their emotions. Clowney taking the shot at Mahomes is a frustration thing. I mean, you knew he was going to get called there the second you see Mahomes snap. Yeah, listen, that's what the NFL is. I don't say I agree with it. Don't think I'm sitting here defending Mahomes and defending like, oh, he should have gotten it. like. That's just what the the letter of the law is, right? It's the same thing with why that hurt, that hit on Hawkinson and Higby wasn't wasn't dirty because that's just the letter of what these guys have to do now, right? So it just goes all into that they were not in control of their emotions, taking penalties. Patrick Queen 
um, smoking the or Roquan Smith Roquan. absolutely destroying the right yeah. guard for no reason. It's too and they, much. And they did they did it on purpose to get yeah. to reset the downs. Just touch him, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's no need to give them a free fifteen. Like I get what you're trying to do, but just come across and touch him. Don't take a cheap shot. Like that just showed that they weren't in control of their emotions, dude. And, and even right. even Lamar, like Lamar, two or three he different times, slamming he's helmet. Like slamming, yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. last week, wild. remember last week he was pissed off too. Like you can tell he's been a little antsy. And then last week I was kind of like, man, this is great. And then this week I was like, it's not so great. It's mm-hmm. not so great because when you're frustrated and the answer isn't to run around, it's to throw it and it's not working, you're going to get more frustrated. Like it's yeah. just going to keep compiling on itself. And by halftime, last week everybody was like, oh, Lamar was going crazy. I can't imagine what was said. But at the same time, you turn around, Jay, and you have a great point. If we're not running the ball and we're a run first team, what the fuck are we doing? Like we're in the biggest game of the season, and we're gonna go away from who we are and what we've done. And I, I, I've seen coaches get away from the run game, and I don't know what it is about them. And Jay's right; they literally will not call another run. Like the O line coach comes over and is like, "Boys, we did it to ourselves. It's just it's not coming. There is no more run plays coming out of his fucking mouth because <laughs> you guys couldn't get the first yeah. ten to go. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, but you're they, looking at him and you're like, "They didn't even do ten, right? It's like they did like seven or eight. But even then, it's you, like you're looking at him like." Do you, there's over half a half a game you'll, left. You'll come you over. He's not going to run come the over, fucking ball. Yeah, you'll come over That's, and be like, "Coach, we got to get back to this, this, and this." And be like, "Boys, you you did this to yourself. Get buckle in, right? Like buckle it's, in. It's over. You're pass protecting. Your tails off. Hold on, everyone. Just hold on. And you're just sitting there like, Fuck. "How did they okay. get here?" I guess this is what we're doing now. Like, and if that's what happened here, they didn't even get to that point. I th- I would think it, it feels terrible to be the Ravens or a Ravens fan right now. But I would be able to swallow it a little easier if, you know what, we stuck to our game, our game that got us a home game in the AFC Championship, a plus 200-point differential, and we tried running the ball 24 times in our style and, yep. and making big plays off the passing game, and they just stuffed us on 24 right. runs. Stuffed you know the run. what? Right. Whatever. Like, and I guess you tip we your ran, cap. We ran zero screens against the defense that was blitzing us 80% Everywhere. of the time on first and second down. Like, they were blitzing everywhere. There's five-man pressures. Drew Tranquil was blitzing, like, every play, and there wasn't one like, hey, let's slow this blitz down. Let's throw a receiver screen. Right? Let's throw a halfback screen, a tight end screen, something to get these pass rushers to take half a step back. Right? It just felt like this play calling was all out of whack. There was no sequencing to it. It just didn't make sense to me, and it looked to me like a panic move by the offensive coordinator. But on the other side, and here's my mic. On the other side. I don't necessarily blame teams, the Ravens being uh, the latest, for outthinking themselves, psyching themselves out, getting outside of what they do when they are facing. I, th- I, th- I think we had the number on last week's episode or two weeks ago, how many players have played in the NFL all time? We were kind of like, you know, it's, it's like 25,000 players have played in NFL snap going back 100 years. And you two are two of them. You guys are sitting. Think about that. You're in a stadium it's right? like a third full, and you're two of them. It's great. And my mic is Patrick Mahomes, who is, I think, unequivocally, all due respect to Tom Brady, the greatest of the 25,000 players to ever play football. Here is a crazy stat that I'm not sure people realize, all right? This dude's been in the league now since, I think, his sixth year. So seventh. six AF, seventh year? He didn't well, start sixth his year as a starter, He didn't right? start his first year. Right. So of his six years as a starter, six AFC championship games, and now, what, four Super Bowls? Yep. Yep. But here's the crazy one. He is currently third all-time among quarterbacks in playoff wins. Third. Crazy. 
Tom Brady is number one. Joe Montana is number two. So Tom Brady has 35 playoff wins, <laughs> which is bonkers. Joe Montana has Joe Montana, dude, like literally four Super Bowls dynasty for a decade and a half in San Francisco has 16 playoff wins. Patrick Mahomes has 14. It's crazy. He caught Peyton Manning and John Elway and Terry Bradshaw with that win over the Ravens. All of those guys now have 14 playoff wins and he's 28 years old. <laughs> it's insane. Dude, it's and crazy this is cause... a down season for them. Yeah, right? this, this was, was the this worst. This was supposed right? to be good. This was like, oh shit, we got to go on the road to get to the playoffs this year, boys. My bad, right? I got <laughs> it's you. Almost like I'll, they were I'll bored. handle it. You know, it's right. like you're playing a video game. You're like, let's just ramp this up to the highest, hardest yeah. level because I'm bored playing at the other levels. Let's go on the road this time and see what happens, right? And here they are again, man. Yeah, we could go into Buffalo. Right, and into the Ravens and win to get to the road, the path to the Super Bowl. You, it's hard to say what else do you want him to do to say like everyone because always like it's oh it always goes through Arrowhead, it always goes through Arrowhead, right? That's it's because of home field advantage. Arrowhead's great, this, that, and the other thing. He's proven it doesn't matter. Green grass is a green grass to him. It yeah. can be in Buffalo. It can be on the moon. If it's a hundred yards with white lines, he's going to be the best player on the field at any time. And somehow. Kelsey's golden horseshoe fell back into his ass the last one he got into the playoffs. Like all year, that stuff hasn't been happening, right? Like the the tipped, and then that one play where Mahomes gets crushed, murdered. It's just like a fluttering ball up into the air, and he's just come to it me right there. It's like I'll catch oh you, my gosh, dude. Like why all year they couldn't get on sync all year, and then they get in the playoffs, and it's just like oh, it's just like it's just like backyard baseball again. Right, just play. Oh, and they catch. have a number one wide receiver now. Rasheed Rice is just yeah. like, like Rasheed Rice, yard receiver. Oh you my know. gosh! <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Honestly, when you watch these playoffs, I think the one thing about this, and I know everyone does get mad, but the fact that Patrick Mahomes can be so calm in like every situation and just shake everything off just goes to show you honestly how good he really is. Like I know that you, we were like, oh, he's really good. He is easily the best. There's no it's question. That stupid He'll... face he makes when he's like, <sighs> I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but he is still the this most is, this composed is when anyone's playing. This is playing. Jay's Bills fandom just pouring out he's right so now. He's so mad it's not, still. Screw Listen, that guy. it's it is. not the Bills fandom. It's <laughs> not. Bow down, Jay. Bow I down live to in Mahomes. Lincoln, Nebraska, which is around Chiefs area. I live with insufferable Chief fans. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, within, just they're the worst. Hey, can we just talk Chief about how fans. one of them was robbing a bank? And like everybody down in Kansas City was like, oh, wait yeah. a minute, what? This guy robs the banks? Wolf That's fan. great. The, the, the yeah, the Wolfman. Wolf Dude, yeah. just, they must be crazy. Wait, wait, there's a Chiefs fan named the Wolfman who robs Yeah, he dresses banks? up like a wolf. I think, and he I, would... I think we looked this up. He may, he may have gotten caught or he may still be on the lam. But there was a super fan that was for the Kansas City Chiefs that used to I'm go to every this. single game dressed as Front a row. Wolf. Front row, dressed as a wolf. And no, no one kind of knew him. They started like, Doing us pieces about him. The team used to post about him like on the team Instagram. Crazy. Come to find out, dude is a serial bank robber. Yeah. And that is how he went to all the games. Is he would just rob banks in all the cities in which the Chiefs <laughs> were playing. He paid cash dude. for his uh, front row season yeah. yes. tickets. Yeah, you yes. want to put that no, on your visa? No, I've got a briefcase of yeah. very and well manicured cash. Eventually started coming out like <laughs> He got caught, and he either is still at large, or I'm pretty sure they arrested him again. I think they got him. I think they. I'm almost positive. We got him. This is from Forbes back in uh, the off season here. So uh, the Kansas City's FBI office announced that 
this 28-year-old from Overland Park, Kansas, was taken into custody in Lincoln, California, and given new charges of bank theft. A four-month-long search that began after he was charged in <laughs> Tulsa County, Oklahoma. So not only are, like the the Chiefs team is bored enough to say, you know what, let's make this harder. Let's uh, let's go on the road in the playoffs. Chiefs super fans are like, you know, I'm going to rob some banks. I'm just kind of bored. What? I'm in Tulsa. The thrill, what, what's the thrill isn't there anymore. <laughs> Yeah. It's not enough. It's not enough to get these dubs that high. Gotta, gotta chase get that high. Dude, that's an. That's but like, insane. isn't it? I mean, so you know, Tom, when, when Michael Jordan retired from the NBA, it took us like five or six years to figure out, okay, who's next? Then LeBron James comes around, and um, in the NFL, Tom Brady retires, and I think we all figured there's no way anyone is going to come anywhere close to these records, right? Going to like ten Super Bowls or whatever it was. Patrick Mahomes is already basically halfway to Tom Brady's Super Bowl appearances and Super Bowl wins if, if they win the Super Bowl in two weeks. And play the third of his career. There, I know. 50, yeah. Like 17 years before Tom Brady retired. Because what was Brady, 45? Yeah. So who knows how long Mahomes plays. But it, I just, dude, we are we are watching. And this is where you know we, we spent 10 minutes on the Ravens, and this is what the Ravens could have done, and we're going to do the same thing if the Niners, you know, the Niners could have. Ultimately, at the end of the day, they're all facing an unstoppable force, the greatest player of 25,000 players to ever play in the league, and it's, it's ridiculous. Well, and that end, I wonder how much of it, too, is him and Andy Reid. Like, when you look back at Andy Reid's career, dude has been a genius since the beginning. Like, he has always had dynasties. Like, you talk about what he did in Philly, now what he's doing in Kansas City. Like, all these things, and you say, it's almost like, He's the best player, and Andy Reid might be considered one of the best coaches ever. And the fact oh, he's, that they, yeah, he's climbing, the right? fact that they've been paired together is almost insanity. And I don't know that I could ever handle without the two of them together. Like, who's going to step in after Andy Reid? And could you imagine what he's saying on that headset? Like, he's got to be feeling himself some type of way sometimes. Like, just coming in, beating the living shit out of everybody, going into Buffalo, going into Baltimore. I've played at both those places. I know exactly how hard it is. They just went in there and methodically drove down the field. And like you said, Jay, the fact that all of a sudden every ball was starting to get caught and everything was starting to work again just makes you wonder how much better it's going to get dude yeah i mean i'm tired of betting against Mahomes. Like, <laughs> I, I am like it's it's one of those things where you you want to do it Getting because pissed. the hate in your heart is so real sometimes for for that but when you're watching him the respect level is just through the roof off the charts like absolutely through the absolute roof when you're just watching him dismantle defenses Right. And the like, but we watched the wide angle, and I can remember they sent a slot pressure, and you saw it from the sky cam, and the safety was like topped over number two. And looking, I was like, you can't do that. He sees it. Like, you have to hide this better than this, fans. Please, Ravens, yeah. please. And he just literally was like, wide 80, just stared right at it. Like, yeah. wait, hot. And he just like <laughs> waited, and he's like, and hole, bang. Like, he's just so. So good at managing where the ball needs to go and seeing the whole field. And yeah, I mean, he he's the greatest. He's the greatest to do it, especially right now. And if he rivals Brady, if he rivals Brady's numbers even a little bit, it's not even a question of what happens. I mean, honestly, like the Super Bowls are the ultimate end all be all. But if he's the rate in which he is going, I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. On the Andy Reid front, just just back to him for a second. Because we're talking about two potential goats here with uh, mm -hmm. Mahomes and then Andy Reid. So Andy Reid right now is fourth on the all-time NFL regular season wins list. Can you guys name the three above him, by the way? 
Bill Belichick's. That's one. Um, Bill Parcells. Parcells is not. No. Cower. Bill Cower. He's got more wins than Cower, more wins than Parcells. Parcells. In fact, he has 80 more regular season wins than Bill Parcells. Wow. Andy Reid does. Think and about he's that. fourth? Yep. There's You got uh, Bill Belichick. and that, So Bill Belichick's third. Third. I know he needs 28 wins to pass. Gosh, I've, I've been telling people this. This is why he was going to go. Oh, uh, CTE. It's CCTE. Uh, gosh. Tony dang, Dungy? Old school. Uh, nope. No. He needs it to beat someone. Old school. Record. Old school. Chuck Knoll? Uh, Chuck Chuck Knoll is uh, eighth on the all-time. This is, but by the way, you're naming Bill Parcells. Great. Chuck great. Knoll. He's uh, the greatest. I know. That's why we're like, who could it's this insane. be? All right, so who's two Don, and three? Don Shula's number one. Oh, yes. Three twenty-eight. All right, I'm an idiot. Because Belichick needs twenty-six <laughs> wins to catch Shula. Yes, right. Which is why he's. Damn it! I knew. And that. then George Hallis, the long time. Oh been, yeah, the I would have never gotten that. No, I would never would have gotten that. So so Reed Reed is and he's like fifty behind Belichick, but he's fo- he's fourth in regular season wins, and if he gets this Super Bowl, he'll be tied for third in with three Super Bowl wins with Bill Walsh and Joe Gibbs behind only Chuck Knoll with four. And Bill Belichick was six, yeah. so we're we're literally talking about Andy Reid being one of the how old four... is Andy Reid? That's a question that I've been wondering, especially because his commercials he looks so much younger than I. All right, TV. take a guess. Take a guess. Uh, I'm gonna say sixty-five. He's exactly sixty-five. Six, yeah, I knew it, dude. He's old, but he, hey, you could you could coach till you're seventy. You could coach till you're se- well, Bel- Belichick seventy-two. Blah, blah. Right? I think, Pete dude, I, and Pete Carroll seventy-two. I've I've told, I've told this. don't don't. I think if they win the Super Bowl. Andy Reid retires. I fucking hate you. Andy Reid rides off into the sunset, retires. Cheeseburgers in hand, cheeseburgers, double fisting. Free cheeseburgers forever. Dude, cheeseburgers in paradise for Andy Reid for the rest for the for the rest of the time, right? Down in Margaritaville with Jimmy Buffett. It's like it's like the, the Hawaiian Happy Gilmore shirts, scene. The like, Happy Gilmore scene where he's like, yeah, it's, 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 bah, 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 it's exactly bah, 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 what it's gonna be. <laughs> like, I I don't I could see it happening. I mean, Andy being sixty five, wanting to spend some time, but I only say that because he's he started doing all his commercials again this year, right? And that's kind of like maximizing, like same with Kelsey. I could see Kelsey retiring and going on. I could see this being the Don't. end of a, of a couple runs here with just everything that's kind of happened in Kansas City. But at the same time, I sit there and think, they're just going to be like, I don't really care what we do in the regular season. Let's just get to the playoffs and then go have Patrick win us a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like that's exactly who, what they're going to do. Who yeah. cares what we do between the months of September and January? Like, let's just put ourselves in position to let Patrick win us a Super Bowl. So we don't even we need don't the first retire. seat anymore, guys. Yeah, we can like, go with the seventh. We, we just, Fuck it. Let's just we'll, sneak in. We'll go on the road the whole time. Well, here's my question, and this is going to be a real one, okay? Because you got a little problem in the diva room. You got somebody out there. Just going crazy on IG right now. And you <laughs> oh, want to talk about the geez. most absolute awkward day of your life. Talk about walking in like yesterday to be like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Wait, dude, Kadarius you, Tony. Kadarius the whole, oh, the whole okay. rant on IG that he went on yeah. was just incredible. I listened to it and I was like, somebody's really got to get his fucking dude, phone from him. Somebody's got to take his guy. I listened to phone. it like four times. I was like, there's no way this is real. I thought it was like, fake too for the longest. No way. It was like, this has to be someone stabbed his phone. Someone hacked him. Like, so the mean... story is he's accusing, essentially accusing the chiefs of lying about, cause they designated him with an injury and personal reasons. And first he's of all, mad about, can, can just... we just talk about like how you haven't caught anything all year. You've been off sides. What were they supposed to do? Like they can't cut you. Of course, they're just going to be like, just tell me, just tell me, sir. 
Tell me, <laughs> tell him that that moron's hurt, okay? Because he can't even line up on sides. That's what we're gonna do to him. We're gonna, yep, hamstring, okay. hamstring ankle. In general, if you're an NFL wide receiver, don't go on Instagram live. You know, no, run, maybe, don't maybe, maybe, ever. maybe type something out, send it to the PR Dude. person, and just see. Uh, yeah, don't he says y'all reading this. Don't read it. Back. You can't even read it. Becky, 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 you can't. Don't. Don't. Don't even. You'll he get literally us all says you'll get us all every canceled. single word. I'm not even kidding you. He I'll goes give you this off. one. I, I think this one's safe enough. I'm really trying to as a as a Midwest. <laughs> Easy, Mackie. Really, really Let me be the one. I'll do it. Let me do <laughs> no, it. Let us get. He says I'm not hurt. None of that shit. Save that shit. <laughs> Suck my D too. Yeah. Like, okay. Dude, you can't say that. And then my biggest here, – here's kind of my issue with this. Is the minute that that happened, Andy Reid should have been like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, he's not going to play in the Super Bowl. The doesn't game. matter. You have right. to set a precedent. Okay? The minute somebody jumps on IG and starts telling the team to do that, you have to be like, look, Brody, that's not how we roll here. Peace. Matter of fact, don't even come back to the facility. We'll clean your shit out for you. We got the dude, boys taking care of you. You're, so your team's playing in the AFC Championship. That you've been on all year. You just they had win. your baby girl like the day before. And this is what you want to do. Like this is this is how you want to spend your time. Like it just makes no sense. And it just goes back to wide receivers are just divas. Divas. They're just all of them. They're different cats. All of them. Right. And I, I agree with Booney. Well, Reed needs to set a precedent here that this does not fly in my building. Right, Veach needs to set a precedent that this yeah. does not fly as the GM of this football team, and the owners need to come down and say, "We all agree, this is not okay. We do not condone this. This is not how we act as a Kansas City Chief." See ya. Yeah, you nope. can't let that dude. No, he's already tried to derail your season a couple times, right? Dude, like, it got worse. That dude derailed. He, he said some things in there that yeah, it was it like got, it got way worse. The, the transcript continued Ooh. to get worse as Mackey. Notice how it was completely. Go ahead and Google it and read it silently oh. yourself. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you right and now, I've played with some dudes. And clear your browser history. I've played with some dudes that were crazy. And I've heard stories about crazy dudes. Like, I heard the Jay Ratliff story from somebody that was there firsthand when they had to call the police. Like, I've been there, right? To do Wait, some shit Jay, like that. What's the Jay Ratliff story? Do I dare ask? Yeah, he just went in and, like, went crazy one day. Like, crazy, crazy. Like it was like everybody in here is gonna get it. Like too. it's crazy, and they were oh, mad because they were oh, cutting him. Yeah, oh, and yeah, I do remember this. Like, dude, there, there's a precedent that like the minute you test the team or threaten the team or you talk about the team like that, the team has to step in and step on you. Like they have to be like, <laughs> we are, we are. Excuse you. We Who are the bigger fuck than do you, you think you're talking to, dude? You were off sides like three times this year. Are you serious? Like, uh, I guarantee you, his agent was like, Kadarius. What are we doing? Is what he, do we do? Will, will he you ever think play he another snap to his in the agent? NFL? No, but like, no, but like, do you think he? Do you, hey, do you think his agent was like, hey, by the way, if they win, you're not getting a fucking ring. Like, they're not. <laughs> just letting you know, it's going to be the biggest ring ever, and you're not getting one. His agent was probably like, do you know how many Super Bowl tickets you just lost out on selling? <laughs> Sixteen. I know. I've been there. <laughs> By the way, expensive. this is this is the headline in the athletic here. I love these headlines. Andy Reid says Chiefs didn't make up Kadarius Tony injury. I love how Andy Reid yeah. has to get up there with his little mustache. Yeah, I know. We didn't make it up. No, we didn't. <laughs> he's hurt. Uh, yeah. he, he's hurt. That guy's hurt. He's, he's hurt. <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Booty, new mic, new mic. Who's the new mic? Dude, listen. I know it was an up and down year. Nobody wanted to believe in him. Even my friends here. Riding home from Elk River, just getting blasted with text messages. Oh, you like that? Ah. Nobody I'm just, believed in I'm, them. I'm just letting you know. Such an I'm underdog letting, team, the 49ers. I'm just letting you know, dude. They're the real ones. I'm oh, telling you right Like now. they rose from the ashes like Everybody were... over here. Hey, listen, for a game manager, he did a great oh job. Oh, my God. For a game this manager. I'm just telling you that since all the pundits and scribes want to call him a game manager, I think to go in at halftime and come back and find all those people was phenomenal. Manage you act like greatest like comeback in NFC Championship game greatest. history, by the way. You act like we've been just shitting all over the Niners all year. I'm... We are Mackie claimed... Like seven weeks ago, that they are the best team. In the I NFL could pull up some text messages. I could pull up some text messages. I believe it was just a lion just kept getting sent. Like, Johnny, what is it this was. question mark I'm getting sent? Jay All of a sudden, at it's, least two lion emojis. Two it's a picture of a lion, Dad. Down I was like, oh. the field okay. and scored. Hey, Listen, how was it going for it on fourth down? I'm just wondering. I agree with it. We can argue this. No, no, I, we can't because I, I agree with you. He's been I like agree. that all year. You but you don't get him. You don't get him. You can't deny who you are and what got you there just because you're in a big moment. And I can respect it. Now, do I think maybe the second one probably should have kicked it? That one I'm more on the fence about, but I totally agree with the first one. That's been the your fourth DNA. Fourth and two? Yeah. That's been in your DNA. That's who you are. That's the way Why not you got run in this it, team. Why not run it? That's the part that I'd, Thank I mean. You. Reynolds just drops it, though. I mean, it was a good play design. Reynolds just. Hey, if he catches it, we're looking the other way. I get it, but he didn't. He dropped it, and that's why we're going, why didn't we just fucking run it? Especially because the way the game was going, the run game was there. They were. Dude. I'm that telling was you right now. One Johnny Reyes that you probably shouldn't have. I said it's it all was good. A, it was an effing clinic on the road. Oh, yeah, and it was. And it starts to make me think, like, hey, next week with Pacheco and the way that they could have started to run this ball with mm. – they have at times, and all of a sudden you start to wonder, because the problem was, and we'll get into it later, they were just letting too much of the outside free. Like, they're just pitching the ball, and all these ends just keep running in. And it's like, hey, if you're going to just take away, contain yourself, we're just going to go out there, right? Like, we're yeah. just going to make it easy. So, obviously, it's an easy fix. But offensively, I want to talk about this guy. Christian McCaffrey. Can we just talk about how much we're in love with him? I'm not even kidding you. The way he runs, like, he's possessed. 
is <laughs> so fun. Dude, it is addicting. He got slammed on his head, and it was because oh. his momentum and he was going so play. fast. Just one play. My, literally my just head. looks over like, hey, and it's funny because the guy that was working on him, Tomo Harada, literally walks over. He's probably just like, Tomo, Tomo, get it. Get it real quick. <laughs> like, dude, he is a wizard. But just a stinger. It's just, just yeah. like You talk about play. like him and then Juszczyk showing up with that huge catch, right? Two. Two Kittle, the, side, the sideline catch. Yeah. One over the middle, too, on third when he Phenomenal, right? Back over the middle. Kittle blocking and the run game and then showing up in the pass game at the same time. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Like, you're looking at this team and you're like, dude, this Super Bowl is going to be fucking electric. Like, it's going to be one of the greatest ever do it on one side and then one of the greatest schemes to come together with the greatest game manager ever. I agree, dude. I am so fucking hyped right now. I cannot wait. As much as, yes, the Niners, a lot of credit to them and what they did. I'm not as sure the Niners won that game as much as the Lions lost it. And you can say what you want, Purdy, the comeback, but everything flipped on its head in a matter of two plays. I agree. Right, The long bomb to Ayuk that should have been an interception. Dude. If it's a spear, it would have killed him. And the DB drops it. I right? love when people say that. It, 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 it's, it's true, dude. It, it's, think of that. It would have been right between his eyes, Mackie. It, it would have been. I mean, it would have just nailed him to the turf, right? Just oh. dead body. But no, he's got to let it go through his hands, bounce perfectly off his helmet, and then Brandon Ayuk makes one of maybe the greatest catches. Dude, he's for real. Like that. That should go down if they win the Super Bowl. That needs to go down up there with the Tyree, like. The helmet catch and oh, all dog, those other yeah. crazy ones because yeah. they get and they, that because they catch. needed all of it. Man. They, they needed all that. of it, right? They hadn't had a single explosive play up until that point. They go score, okay, cool, everything's all right, and then the Jameer Gibbs fumble, everything Huge. right then flipped, and that is because he went the wrong way. Jameer Gibbs went the wrong way, and it was a botched exchange between him and Goff. He never actually had the football. Like it, he was fumbling with it, and then they made a great play because DBs are super good at being able to run full speed and like poke the football. It's crazy. It's insane how talented they are in that, and they rip it out. And from there on, it felt like the Lions never regained themselves. Like it felt like they just kind of were always playing catch up to get back to where they want to go. And that's why I felt when you got to the second fourth down, down by three with kick it. nine minutes left, you kick it to bring everything back to status quo. Right, you bring it. Uh, all the nonsense, all the craziness that has happened from right here. We're still here, still staring, yeah. staring yeah. zero zero in the face with nine minutes left or seven minutes left, so that even if they drive down and score, we'll get a chance to answer. Because when you didn't make that kick or you didn't make that fourth down, I immediately go, if they go on a long drive here and score at it's all, over. the game is over. Yep. Like, or you're playing for a thirty seconds with timeouts at the end of the game. That one play there, I really didn't agree with. I agree with the first one, but I felt like the Lions lost this game more than the Niners wanted in the in the second half. I agree with you too, especially because you talk about momentum coming out. The Niners were just racking up points, and the Lions couldn't do anything. If you put up any sort of points, you've basically, like you said, you've reset everything. Yeah, hey, we got something. We're good. We're not just doing nothing for nothing. And my biggest thing was, and and everybody, we can all argue this. I'm cool with the first one. Fourth and two, you want to go for it. My biggest thing is just just run the ball. You've been running the ball all day. Just keep, put it in a running back's hands. Let him make the play. The second one, and I agree with you 100%, with the way the game's going, you have to put up some sort of points or else it looks like you're just not doing anything. You're just stalling. You're not putting up, and the defense is looking at you like, hey, we still awake over there? We sure? Okay. 
could have kicked that field goal, right? Like, dude, it's – but we've talked about this. If you're going to be like that all year, you're going to end up being the same person. Dan Campbell will be the same person every time. So, Which I'm I can not, respect. Right, and I'm not, I'm not that. surprised he went for it. I just didn't like the way that he did go for it. But at the same time, the Niners are my mic without a doubt just because when they went in at halftime, I was kind of like, boy, this could be, uh, this could be something here. But they came out with some halftime adjustments that were like, okay, never mind. This is who they are. This is what they do. They just It was crazy because in the first half, they weren't in sync. Like They were kind of all over. They were falling apart. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, it was like they went in and Shanahan was like, that's enough of this shit. If you think that my name's about to get smeared again through the mud, you're out of your fucking minds. Every one of you will go down. And they were probably like, yeah, you're right. This is over. So, we got to do so something. What, so what did, just on that front, because like the, you know, the, the, the narratives or even the realities coming into the game were, the Niners and Shanahan and Brock Purdy, they they don't win when they're trailing by more than about seven or eight points late in the game. it was five. Wasn't it five or something? It was it's, like they haven't won a game if they've trailed by five or something. Johnny was, was trying to read me the stat. I was like, stat. Yeah. What? So so down by 17 at halftime, it's the it's the biggest comeback in NFC game, NFC championship game yep. history. What did the second half do for your – let's start with Purdy. What did the second half do for your guys' opinions of, of Brock Purdy? He's just – He's just riding a system, right? You can just plug anyone in. He looked like more than that to me in the second half of the biggest the, game of his life. It looked like his heart rate was a little slower. Oh, it was spiked. The, spiked. No, no, not at all, a little, a little slower than I other felt, quarterbacks. I though. felt like watching him, when they'd zoom in on him, there was no rattled. No, I mean, almost to the point where you're like, is he okay? Right, Because there was no emotion almost. He was so locked in. Right. Anytime they saw him, you could just see him scanning, right? Analyzing, looking. He wasn't, there was no panic, and he was managing at the line of scrimmage. He was calling checks. Hey, reload, reload. Hey, Oscar, Oscar. All the things to get them into the right play. And then he was delivering strike after strike after strike. Right. And the one play that was still kind of like <gasps> is when he threw that ball back across the middle of the field to Jennings. Jennings. Jennings goes up and makes that Great huge catch. one handed yeah. catch. Like, Getting that was hit. really. That was really that only play in the second half where you're like, oh, easy there, Purdy. But also, he did it with his legs. Yeah. Right? He he made plays with his legs, and even Romo's like, no, it's going to mistake him for Lamar Jackson. But, <laughs> I mean, he, he did such a good job of understanding when to use his legs and when they were just trying to get to him and run up and, and to open the middle of the field that now he's put something else out there like, I can do it all. I can do it all. And we talked about it before the show started. Who put out the tweet about him being better than uh, oh, Ryan, Ryan Clark. Clark? Ryan, Ryan Clark, Clark was like he, he is graduating now, from he the is Dak. now surpassed yeah. Dak Prescott to a bag of to to a tag of Iloa, and there was one other quarterback on that list, probably Kirk Cousins, like talking about how he has it was Kirk. Yeah, he has passed those guys, and it, it's true, right? When if you want to judge a quarterback's legacy and judge a quarterback's greatness off of his playoff wins and what he does in the big moments, he has now vaulted all those guys. All of them. It's, yeah. it's really to me. It's how much, how much can you be a fixer of the things that are wrong, either in the moment or on the team, right? Like think about Joe yep. Burrow a couple years ago, mm. one of the worst offensive lines at the time. They're rebuilding the offensive line. He overcomes it and he and he gets to the Super Bowl, right? You're 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 fixing something that's wrong. Brock Purdy to this point hasn't really. Yeah, I mean he hasn't really had to because that that roster is that roster is loaded, right? Deep. But when you're down by 17 points at halftime and your season's the on the brink, game. someone yeah. needs to fix it. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, the whole no. team stepped up and Chris McCaffrey, but 
can you overcome something to get to that next level beyond just a game manager? And he, and he did in the biggest game of his life. And I say that because in that moment when he was running away from that sack where the one where he slipped out and threw it to Juszczyk, like that to me was like, he's starting to move. He's starting to progress. He's starting to be like, okay, listen, I can't sit in this pocket. It's collapsing. I got to do something. Get out of here. And that's where I think people start to look and go, you're not just a game manager anymore. Because a game manager would throw the check down. He would probably try to scramble and throw the ball away. But to, to get out of a sack, and it, dude, it's just... It's going to be interesting, especially because you it's, you go you talk about the Super Bowl, and Jay said it. It's hard to bet against the goat, dude. Like it's hard to be like, well, they have Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, and Nick Bosa <laughs> and Chase Young and Eric yeah. Armstead. They're yeah, going to be yeah, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's exactly what it's you fine. say. You go, yeah, if I yeah. care, uh, yeah, <laughs> this guy's going to throw up past all of them. Don't worry it about does, that. It guy. doesn't matter, dude. It could be the eighty-five Bears out there, and you'd be like, can hey, you if, shut if, down if, Kelsey and Rasheed Rice? If you can do that. You got a chance. Let's just put it that way. But I, I mean, here's easier another, said I, than done, my friend. I know, and I will end with this. And this is my the, the last thing. When, well, probably not anymore. But Spags, like all these head coaches, candidates. You talk about Spags hasn't even been mentioned, has he? And I don't think he's ever really been mentioned. No, not since he's one of the these Rams guys that's like a diehard DC till the end. Like he's like, listen, I don't want to run the team. I don't <laughs> want to talk to these pussies over here on offense. Keep your fucking divas, and I want them. Like, yeah, dude, defensive coaches are way opposite of anything offensive. Like, offensive and they're guys kind are, of fading out. There's only like a handful of defensive head coaches. They'll come back, dude. They have to. It has to be an equal. It has to be an equal league because it can't just be all offensively dominated all the time. But it's it not is right now. Out. It is. It is. Yeah, with the, with, the, with the rule changes, like with I, I the agree. rule changes with the how you can touch the quarterback or lack thereof. The DPIs, the holdings, like all that stuff. It is going to be an offensive-dominated league for a long time. And we, you said it last week, Boone. Why? Fantasy football. Oh, right? Fantasy football the is, money. What, is the money driver, the, the amount of money that it gets exchanged at hands with that type of stuff. They want the high scoring, the big plays, all that stuff. So, yeah, I see it being an offensively dominated league for a long time. I'm not saying it's not offensively dominated. We definitely have the upper hand on a lot of things, a lot of things. But my point is they'll still continue to be great defenses. And um, what's his name from the Rams just got the head coaching job with the Falcons. Um Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. Like, they're still going to be. Been kind of, he's coached on both sides of the ball. I mean, he's a defensive guy, but he has been an offensive coach. In no, his... I know. I'm just saying, eventually, like, right now, it might be a lot of offensive coaches, but eventually you're going to see people are going to be like, okay, now we need to get some defensive minded people. It's just the way the league goes. It's up By the and way, down. the last time we had, besides Bill Belichick, and who's the greatest coach of all time, right? the last time we had a defensive head coach in the Super Bowl, besides Bill Belichick, was Dan Quinn in 2017. So the 2016 the, season, 2017 Super Bowl with the Falcons. Falcons. Oh, the yeah, 20, yeah, yeah. Forgot. I, forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. About that, man. Mm. Um, hey, just on the on the Lions, so new mic, new mic here for you guys. Let's talk about the future of the Lions. Here's my well, couple things on the Lions. First off, amazing season. Holy oh, yes. cow. Like, did some bad Bravo. Things. They went, and I know that for Lions, it's a this is a new type of if you're a Lions, it's a new fan, type of hurt, dude. <laughs> it is. This is this is a this is a new type of pain. They're, they've had they've had sort of like embarrassment pain yeah. for the better part of three generations. This is a you think you're going to the Super Bowl, you're up by 17 points, and your football heart gets ripped out of your yes. chest. This was as a Vikings guy. This has happened about <laughs> once a decade. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, going back yep. when I was a kid. So this is this is a different type of pain, but 
I guess I you guys tell me if I'm wrong on this. I worry a little bit about Detroit going forward for a couple reasons. I don't think they're going to go back to being the Detroit of old, but it's really hard to get to this point in the playoffs or the Super Bowl and lose a game like this and then push that rock back up the hill the very next season. And they're, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen the reports this morning, but Ben Johnson is likely gone, if not yep. gone by the time we post this. So they're losing maybe the best offensive coordinator in the league. You know, I think this season was built on Dan Campbell and emotion and just buying in. I just, I guess I, and now they're playing a first place schedule next year. That's, so that, that's that going to be another be, thing. I'm and a little worried you, about my Lions, I you guess. You said it too, Mackie. Playing with a lot of emotion takes a lot out of you, right? And then all of a sudden you come back next year and you're like, here we go. Let's get emotional again. And you're like, here we go. It's a lot. It's a lot to stay at a 10 every day for as long as you they need you. And then all of a sudden you come back next year and you're like, hey, don't forget we're based off our emotion. Like we're based <laughs> off coming. And you're like, it's going to be a lot again. It's not wrong. Dan Campbell came out and already said it. Like It's going to be twice as hard, he really said. It's really hard. And it is. It is so hard because of things that you just said. You're playing with a ton of emotion. You're drained. And then you go in next year and you're like, it's going to need more. I'm going to need to give as much more as I can. Yeah. And then you talk about playing a number one schedule. You're going to be playing all the top teams. You might as well put Kansas City back on your list. You might as well start going around to all the best teams and saying, okay, we're going to play you at your place. We're going to play you at your place. Like it's You're going to play the Niners at their place. Like It's really, really hard. But that's why we give so much credit to Kansas City all the time because they're constantly playing at the number one schedule. And they're always showing up in the Super Bowl. And you're like, wait a minute. Well, it's Confused. fair. They get, they get six tune-up games against the AFC West every year. Still. They're still playing top teams. Like, if you were to go back and fight them and be like, you don't even play anybody, they'd be like, we don't make the schedule. We know the <laughs> rules. If we're number one, we'll play the number one team. But they, that's why they're considered a dynasty, because they're always playing the best, and they're beating them and showing up. You talk about the Lions. This is a new world. Like, yes. you went into this season like, we don't know who we're going to play. But now you're like, yeah, all the best around the league, that's who we're playing next year. And if you want to get back into the playoffs – you're going to have to beat all those people. And you're going to have to do it on the road. And that's another thing. Like You have to win games on the road. Playoff games on the road are different. And I start to look at this last game, and I'm wondering, was this maybe them not having enough experience on the road in the playoffs? Because to go in at halftime up 17, I can tell you what our team would have said. It's time to fucking murder. We're going to go out here and slit throats. We want the Super Bowl. We want to go here. Like you got to go out and give it. And that was the best equipped team to beat the Niners at the time. And that's why going in at halftime, Johnny was looking at me like, Dad, they might be right. I was like, Johnny, shut up. Okay. <laughs> 45 minutes till we're home. I swear to God, I'll drop you off right here. He was like, don't you think a little bit? I go, no, not at all. Just wait. Give it a minute. Just calm down. But, I mean, it's going to be hard for them. But I do think they have the best coach that's going to be able to get them there. Like that's the one thing when you look at the equalizer of this is can that coach get everyone to buy back into what they're doing? Of course he can, because this is who he is. You go to this team knowing this is who we are. We're going to bite kneecaps. We're going to fight our way out of everything. How how many years is left on golf steel? One. So now you start. Thirty minutes. What, now you start going. Okay, is it Hendon Hooker time? Right. We draft. They drafted Hendon Hooker last year, who's like twenty-seven years old. Tennessee. But, you know, yeah. Right, you yeah. start saying, "Do we start getting him ready to go?" Right, like See, this start, is the problem. Do we start the transition process oh, from Jared Goff to Hendon Hooker? Well, do, no. you pay, do, money, you money, you, do you pay Jared Goff? Like that is now the question. You drafted this quarterback, and this this all everything we're saying right now too plays a factor into also what makes it so hard. 
right? Because now there's questions looming, and now there's the scribes and pundits, as Alex wants to say, <laughs> having pundits. stories to so, write. So, uh, what do you and, think, and cap is going to be next? Correct, year, guys. right? But you have to look at that. <laughs> And go. This is a this is a moment in franchise and the head coach and the GM and the owners. It's a critical turning point of what direction are we heading with the quarterback position for this football team. And when you look at what beat you in the NFC Championship, when you look at might win the Super Bowl, it's a quarterback that can move and create and escape with his legs. Right. That's what the league itself is going to. So do you say we need to start working towards that? And is Hendon Hooker that guy? Do they draft another quarterback late in the draft this year for depth? Like, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But, Booney, one thing I don't think people really understand, and I really didn't even understand it until I went to the NFC Championship game and you went to the Super Bowl and lost. You lose that month of the offseason. It's incredible what it does to your body. Right? You... So many guys are done playing Jan 8, right? Jan 8, it's over with. It's done. By this point, they're at their weakest, right? If I, if you get done playing by Jan 8, like, your body needs a couple, like, two, three weeks to just kind of recover, regroup. You start getting back in the gym. You're starting to move around a little bit. By the time the Super Bowl hits, that's when you're kind of like, okay, time to really ramp back up and get going before OTAs. You go all the way to the NFC Championship or to the Super Bowl, and then you're done, your body is thrashed, yes. thrashed, and now you're looking at it going, well, report date is in six weeks, right? It's back really, to football in six it, back weeks. Back to football in six it's, weeks. It's like it's, that. By the way, so it's just for fans, it's really too, hard to do. Because it's not like, I think some fans, maybe there's a there's a portion of fans that might check out after Super Bowl and then, oh, training camps in July, but you guys have to report for like April, like April, April 20th. April, Right, yeah. April fifteenth, and then it's like every month there's something. There's mini camp OTAs. Yeah, yeah. Like you're 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 back. You're Dude, back. When we were program. when we were with the Niners and, and we mentally, went to three in a row. Yeah, when we went back to back to back, dude, it's a lot. Like you're literally. I remember we lost against um, Seattle the last one, and I remember everybody was literally like, "Well, I'll see you in six weeks," and it was like, "What? <laughs> Fucking serious. six yeah. weeks?" And the problem too is like. People don't understand that. They think that the offseason is a big joke. It's not. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I came here in 2016, the offseason was watching everything bad from the year before. Minnesota, so it's not like it, yeah, it's not a happy time. It's not like everyone's just like, oh, I can't wait to be here. It's really a bunch of shit that you're like, do I need to be doing this? Do I really need to be out here in my underwear running around seeing all this? <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not an idiot. Like, I get it. I understand why we have OTAs because eventually a high-performance athlete needs to continuously be working on his craft. Like, I get it. But, like, when you talk about the buy-in every year and, like, when you were like, I literally just lost a game a month ago and now we're back here to start this whole fucking thing over again. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah, that's all buy that's, back in. That <laughs> that plays like, a that plays a big factor into it. Like it does. It's, I think it's why the Eagles wore out a little bit. It's partially part of why the Eagles wore out a little bit this year too. Right? They hit that wall of they'd been there, they'd been there, they'd been there, and then like eventually the age on that team or the emotion, you just can't like Booney said, rev it a hundred forever. Like eventually the engine breaks. And so that's a big piece of the lines, too, because not many players on that team have experienced that. It's also a very young team. Yes. Right. So a lot of those rookies 
Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Jack Campbell just came off of already the hardest year of their life as rookie year, extended it into the playoffs, and now they very get a small time to reset to come back too. So there's a lot of factors. Is there a good chance that they might? This is here's what I would say to Lions fan. Here's my sense. All right, because every year there's like forty percent turnover among the playoff teams. It wouldn't shock me. And by the way, this also happened to the Dynasty Patriots twenty years ago too where you, they actually won the Super Bowl, their first climb up the mountain. Then they missed the playoff the next year, and then they got back in. It wouldn't shock me based on all these factors if the Lions took a step back. Maybe they finished with eight or nine wins for all the reasons you guys are saying, but they still have a good, young, competitive roster, and they're, and they're back in the playoffs in two years. I know that's not what Lions fans want to hear, but would you start this offseason, back to the Jared Goff thing, if he's going to get paid – market value like any other quarterback because he's a top 15 quarterback in the world right supply and demand like he's gonna get his market value is probably 45 40 plus yeah 40 plus a year would you start your offseason by paying him 16 to 20 percent of your overall you know 53 man salary cap that's what no. that's what they have to decide. No, I don't. No, and I'll give you, you a, the best answer because you you're a run first team. Remember, when you're a run first and you have a one two punch like that, you don't need a knockout quarterback. Yeah, it's great to have, but eventually you're like, we don't need it. We just By need the, way, the, the guy. The, the team that beat them, the 49ers, had this exact has the decision same to same make, thing, but a couple years ago, and they said Jimmy G, and that was partially for durability reasons too. They could yes. kind of right. say, well, Jimmy, he's not yeah. healthy. I mean, Goff is healthy. Goff and Kirk Cousins are both like. Hey Kirk man, Cousins we're not healthy. We're, Stop well, it. Not anymore. He's but for, but for years and years. For years and years. Yeah. And, and so it's 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 reliable. But, no, I'm but not if paying you can my, do what the I'm Niners did, if you cannot pay him, find somebody else for a million dollars and keep building your roster, maybe that's the next I'm step. I'm not paying him because he's you're, you're you're a run first team. I'm sorry. We can't give you the entire kitty when we're not leaning on you the entire time. I have no problems with Patrick Mahomes making half a billion. I have zero issue with this. I have zero fucking problems. I don't think anybody on that team even cares. No. Hey, how, no. They how many don't care. How many quarterbacks are you you own a franchise, you're a GM of a franchise, whatever it is. Oh, how many quarterbacks me. in the NFL right now? Are you cool with, you know what, literally blank check and we'll figure the rest out? Patrick Mahomes is Two. one. Joe Burrow. Let's see it. This is really the only two I'm going to give the keys to the castle to. See, it's funny. Lamar was on that list for a lot of people before. Lamar's never weekend. been on that list for me. Uh, I, I probably put Allen on that list. I think I do too. I put, I think I put Allen on that list. I think I put, I go, I go Patrick Mahomes, a blank Joe Burrow, check. Josh Allen. Yeah. A blank check. I do. For all the reasons that we've talked about this year, now I'm telling you right now that this is business. This is no more like, oh, he's really good. No, 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 no. But Remember, dude, you're uh, but you're but it's either blank I know, check but you have to step gone. into this world of I pay you to be great. I don't let. And Josh if you're Allen making so many building. mistakes, you cannot make. I don't. Half I don't a let that dude walk out of my building. I don't. If I have him and he's mine, you can't let him walk out. I'm. Of I'm you, you're going to have him with fifty. Who said you got to give him a blank check? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm talking. No, no, no. I'm saying with with these quarterbacks, you either give them fifty to sixty million dollars, like what the market would be right now, or they walk and go find something else. Those oh, are the two options. Well, then yeah, I'd have to pay. You don't, you don't I'd get have to, to pay. Be like, we'll pay you thirty, and he's like, okay. I would have to pay Josh Allen then. Yeah, I thought you were yeah. saying like I'm just straight up giving him a blank check. Like no, like if you don't yeah, pay no. him the highest quarterback salary, like if it's his time to get re-upped, and he has oh yeah, to you're become, re-upping him, and he has to become the next because they always have to one up each other, right? And yeah, and I would, beca- and he's the next. It's those three guys, no matter what. I would probably you don't get out of the store. 
I don't know, man. I would put Lamar on there. I would. Just because... You almost have to. You have, you have to. to. It's not his fault Todd Munkin's a fucking idiot. It's not his <laughs> fault that he was like, hey, let's go to Jet. Do you think that Lamar was in the huddle like, guys... I don't even know. I didn't even know there was a fourth side to this yeah, play card. There's 6 a fifteen in the morning, dude. It's too. There's it's a play. Too, it's there, too early for guys. Ranking. There's a play card <laughs> underneath. It's got all pass plays. What the fuck are the uh, two jet X? What the fuck is this? You don't want me to run around. You don't want me to run around and create some. Okay, okay. I'll make this fucking hard for everybody. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, dude. You know I have no love lost when a coach goes out there and fucks a game up. No, I have zero interest. Right. I have zero care in the world. How dare you talk to me like that after you fucking crushed me for years? Those coaches for years they used to yell at me when it wasn't my fault. And don't act like you weren't there to listen to it because you looked at me a couple times like he knows that wasn't you, right? I was like, shut up, dude. Just go with it, right? Now you think I'm not gonna come back and clap back when they fuck up? Are you out of your mind? Oh my god, I love this life. So Lamar is in, is what we're hearing. Lamar is <laughs> clearly in. But you clearly. have like, if you're the Dolphins that's it. right now, that's it. The, the Dolphins have to no. figure out: Do no. they Peace. pay Tua? Peace, Brody. You're out. Do the Lions pay Goff? Peace, do Brody. The Vikings pay Cousins. Right? Don't like, even dare start Eagles, with me. The Eagles already screwed up and paid Hurts. They sure did. The Eagles Sorry. already screwed up and paid Hurts. Why are? But teams are so afraid. They they'd rather Cleveland pay, screwed up. They'd rather pay a quarterback. This is the irony of it all, right? They'd rather pay a quarterback an amount of money that creates deficiencies on the roster. Which is crazy. And then, and then, and then get mad at the quarterback for not being able to make up for the deficiencies on right? the roster than go into the unknown of who's our quarterback going to be. Because they, feel, they always feel like – they always feel that they're, they're going to be able to overcome those deficiencies because they spin themselves up. Right, they, they go down these them, rabbit holes, they dude. They spin themselves up of like, he's the only option. He's taking us to the promised land. And when you pay, I had this argument with people all the time, especially about Kirk Cousins. When the Vikings paid, <laughs> are we really going to do the Kirk Cousins? When the, Vi- right when the Vikings paid Kirk Cousins initially, right, three hundred initially, the the initial seventy eight fully guaranteed, not a dime of it wasn't going to be guaranteed back in twenty eighteen. That's what it was, 18. right? Back in yep. twenty eighteen, they fully yep. guaranteed this deal. It changed the perception in the NFL world, but especially in Viking land of who Kirk cousins actually was, because when you get paid that type of sum of money, everyone assumes that like, well, he's the greatest, right? If you get, if it's just this like hand in hand thing with the amount of money that a team pays you, you are now looked at that you somehow elevated your game to or like justify that number. When in reality, it's like, no, Kirk Cousins is who he is. And he's right. always good. He's has very been good. who he is. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. But just because we paid him this outrageous number doesn't mean that he's now going to be better than Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and all these things. But the fans look at it and go, well, why isn't he? Why right. aren't you? Dak we Prescott, paid you all thing, this money. Right? Same why thing aren't with you Dak. better? Yes. Why aren't you this guy? Yes. When, Dude, Dak was a fourth-round pick, and it was great when he was making eight hundred thousand dollars, right, and they had the right. best offensive line. Uh, we right? agree, dude. Right. Yeah. Just Party because you get paid off. doesn't mean you are the man. And Jay's right. People expect like the minute they hear "fully guaranteed," they're like, "This guy must be good." Incredible. Oh my god! And it's like, no, that's how free agency works. Everybody overpays because everybody's on the market, so everybody's constantly just going up, 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 up. But I agree. There is becoming an issue with teams handicapping themselves with paying their quarterbacks and then getting shit for their quarterbacks. And they're like, dude, I thought we were going to do it this year. And they're like, nope, zero chance. We knew in the beginning we were going to go. Like, how did you think this was going to work? And it's it's eventually going to get brought back down. Something is going to happen. Like, 
I don't know. Are if we kind of seeing it right? Like Geno Smith got like a mid-level contract, and there's gonna no. be no. No, that know, was Baker that was, Mayfield's. It was like thirty. He, he got. Yeah, like it'll be interesting to see what Baker, Baker gets. Mayfield. It'll be interesting to see what he does this year. He's gonna reset it. I'm telling you right now, he will reset the mark. Butch is gonna screw Kirk Cousins because the minute he was like, "I want 45 guaranteed," Baker was like, "Chill out, Brody. I'm getting mine first. I'm getting mine first. And we can do. I think maybe next week. There's no way Baker gets 45. There's no. Oh yeah, no, way. no, 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 no. I don't see I Jason Light paying him forty-five million. Baker's it's going to be gonna, like twenty, twenty million. This is. We, we hold on. We're gonna have to table this because this we is going to be. It's going to be interesting, like, dude. I know. I know. Okay, mm. I have one more, one more mild me with take on this, and then maybe, Hit maybe me. next week we will do like a speculative sort okay. of quarterback okay. episode, right? But Fair. on the like on the Cousins front, for instance, and Vikings. Some of the Vikings fans kill me for this, but I, I'm right. I know I'm right about this. <laughs> Right. You are Mackie. Self suck. I'm so right. Self suck. Right. I, I am right. I would rather pay Ryan Tannehill seven million dollars for one year and draft a quarterback in the first round or second round than pay Kirk Cousins eighty million dollars over two years, largely guaranteed. Yes, because yeah. you said two. One. Uh, you said one not, seven or two eighty. And it's not because Ryan Tannehill, at the same age as Kirk Cousins, by the way, is necessarily better. Although, if I get Kevin O'Connell. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, and two stud tackles. Maybe I rejuvenate a guy's career like Ryan Tannehill. It's because I want the the fifty three to be better than it is. Right, and that's the thing. Like what what people do. Like Cowboys fans do this. Vikings fans do this. Right. If you start to put it on the quarterback of like, wait a second. I mean, Dak and that contract, or or Kirk and that contract, or hey, if you're going to make that much money, you better make a throw on fourth and eight that goes past the sticks in a playoff game. Whoa, or three whoa, yards, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 It's a team game. What, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, buddy. Wait, wait, it's a team game, and yet you're you're begging for this dude to make 20% of the team salary cap yep. at the expense yep. of the other 52? Like, which but is it? Think I'm about it. Why does I'm When we you. talk about San Francisco, why do they have such a deep roster? Why do they have so many players everywhere? When you look, Brock Purdy's making Because he's not making grand. shit. <laughs> but it's so true. Like, they foundly found the loophole. San Francisco, like John Lynch was like, hey, what if we just do it the opposite of everybody? What if we just pay everybody but this one guy and find one guy that just knows how to listen to what we tell him to do and isn't afraid to throw the ball? If we can do that, then we're also going to win. And to me, that's, it's like that's always been in the new but, in the new quarterback era has always been you got to win it when the quarterback's on the rookie deal. It's, I agree. By the way, but then way. you look at this Super Bowl and it's complete opposite teams. No, no, one team has right. completely paid the quarterback, and the but other the, team has done the, the opposite. Greatest. It's the two. I know, but that's what we're greatest. saying. That's what there's we're saying. Three, is, there's three quarterback blueprints. One of them you don't want to be in. Two of them are in the Super Bowl. Yeah. If you if you can get in the blueprint of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, or like let's call it one of the top That's, five QBs in the you league, got right? lucky. awesome. However much you're paying them. The other bin you'd like to be in is monster roster because yes. you have a quarterback making nothing. The third bin is where the Cowboys are in. It's where the Vikings are in. Yep. It's, you're making it's, a it's shit ton the, and you're doing nothing. Yeah. Right. The Cleveland's and, in and, it. We oh yeah we know. So if you got <laughs> We're the all best quarterback, you got the seventh best quarterback. That's the funny thing too is like there's 32 teams in the league and we love to like we love to to wave flags and hang banners for having like the ninth best quarterback in the league or the ninth. If you're not the number one offense, if you're not the number you one suck. defense, you're out in the divisional round, right? They, they like, tell so. you the coaches tell you if you're not number one, you suck. Anyhow, that was therapeutic. We'll get into a deeper discussion maybe uh, next week on. Well, I mean, okay, <sighs> so real quick, real quick, real quick, top ten highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Ready? Oh. 
Yeah. Is this cap hit or average annual? Average annual. Average That's per fair. year. That's right. Average per year. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert, Lamar that, Jackson. That might be worth it. Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Oh, that's a joke. Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. Okay, there's like three guys in the bottom part of that list. three guys there that are (laughs) We could easily rid. I mean, talk about the Cardinals. You won like (sighs) five games last year. Since he's been your starter, you've won five games. Like, how are you paying him this much money after he got caught on Xbox? Yeah, sure. Somebody sign it for me. I'm busy. Hold on. I'm I'm reloading. I'm reloading. as you're printing the paperwork of a contract that's going to pay a guy like 45 or $50 million a year, and in that paperwork, it says something about how he needs to practice and look at film a certain amount of times mandated to earn that money. Don't you just kind of... I'm looking, at, the, I'm looking at my assistant GM and going, wait, how did we get here? How did we get here? What fucking life is this in? Well, that's, the same thing. that's the same thing I feel about when there's weight clauses in contracts. Oh, that's the most embarrassing. Like, when you're printing that out, like, I'm going to pay this idiot. Over a million dollars to not eat at fucking Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like I'm I'm literally gonna pay this offensive lineman this amount of money just so he picks up the fork and eats a salad every once in a while. <laughs> like that's the one for me. Like you're a professional athlete, dude. Take yeah. care of your body. Like why do we have to incentivize you to not be a fatty? It that I cannot stand the. Way I can't. Do, I can't either. It it, it pisses me off so much, especially when guys miss them. Oh. Dude, if you miss a if you miss a bonus because you refuse to not eat the cookie, what is wrong with you? Like you shouldn't even be in the league. You shouldn't. You shouldn't even be in the league. That, that should be a test. Not. If you, you that should be a test. Yeah, if it should you be like fail, if you this fail contract this, is void. Void. Right? Like void. Oh, you want to be fat? Cool. Your salary gets cut down by the percentage of how much you missed your weight by. Oh, right? wouldn't that be something? <laughs> We're gonna take away the percentage of body fat that you're over every right. day. Oh right. my! Every, every, You'd like, see everybody with a six pack. Oh, You'd be like, dude. In, in the sauna, there'd be like it'd be like the scene from The Office where Kelly's mixing like mixing the lemonade. Like <laughs> I ate a tapeworm. Yeah. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I've gone into that sauna a few times, and it's been that where they're mixing something. Oh. In the hey, brother. What you want to do, brother? Dude, <laughs> like, I came in. I came in one I'm morning. In. I'm I in. came in one morning and I just heard like super. It was early, like probably like five o'clock, and I was coming to get a lift in. And also, I'm like, "Where's that loud ass music coming from?" And I walk in, and there was an old lineman with the sweatsuit on. With he had wheeled an assault bike into the sauna and was just. <laughs> I was like, "Buddy, what's going?" On? He's like, "I got to lose seven pounds by nine a.m." Oh like, my oh god! My. Hey, I'm not kidding dude, you. It was a Some Thursday. Most, I was like, "Dude, we have a game in like three days," and he's like, "Gotta get it off." Gotta get it off. It's like, dude, just don't eat like a giant pizza on Monday afternoon. I don't know what to tell you. Dude, I knew guys that would they would drink uh, bath salts to try yeah. and lose weight. Like they'll uh-huh. there's some shit that guys will do because that money is so tied sweet into sweat. their claws. Sweet sweat, bro. Oh Dude, they have there's... this. There's this thing called sweet sweat, Mackie, which is like you rub it all over your body. And the idea is it's supposed to be like it makes that area of your body sweat more, so it's supposed to help lose fat. I think it's all witchcraft. But yes. I would watch dudes bathe in that. <laughs> bathe. Like, I mean, like full bottles. Just and just everywhere, and then they go like run on the treadmill for twenty minutes. They go sit in the sauna, and you just it's crazy. so unhealthy. This is going to be the, so this off season when I do smelling salts for the first time as well. We'll do the you drink some bath salts, the sweet, sweet sweat. sweat, sweet sweat. By the way, my, my first year covering the Vikings as a writer in two thousand seven was the year, or maybe it was oh eight. Uh, it was the year. Do you guys remember when Pat and Kevin Williams got caught in the Star Caps lawsuit? No. Yes. 
Yes, it was like I a, do. It was like a, like a water retention pill. They were or losing something. weight. The pill. They were they were trying to hit a certain I'm sure contract clause weight was. during training camp. That was huge t- when I first came in. The people in down at the Saints got caught too. There was a lot of people that got caught taking stuff. It was when very I came public in the, too. It was. I didn't. You know. I didn't realize that was going on too. I was like looking at them like, "You guys gonna take shit to lose weight?" And they were like. You get old, buddy. Yeah. You don't want to work as hard. I literally like it's, like it's hard to like understand when you're 20 and they're like, <laughs> yeah. it's hard to lose weight. You're like, dude, what? But when you're 30 and you see those weights, see, I was always the opposite. I never had to worry about weight. I had to gain weight because I was yeah. just so beat up that I was, they were like, dude, we're weighing in at 275. What are we doing? I was like, listen, I'm going to go eat breakfast real quick. I'll be back. They're like, you're not going to gain 15 pounds, stupid. I was like. I'll put some weights in my shorts, yeah. okay? I'll figure <laughs> I'll figure it the fuck out. But, like, when you see guys on – it's the best because Thursday morning, everybody just walks in half asleep, and you always walk by the sauna, and you just hear it bumping. And dudes are like, come on, guys. We can lose this weight. We can do it. It's like every fucking week we have to do this with you guys. When are you going to learn? Stop drinking dude, so much. Dudes <sighs> take credit cards, and they're, like, swiping the sweat off their bodies because it makes your body produce more. Oh, I'm not dude, kidding, dude. We know every trick to lose so weight. Bad. It's insane. It's so bad. Some of the shit guys did, I was like, you're going to die today. And they would say, hey, there was times <laughs> in practice guys would keel over, and they'd oh. be like, what's wrong with him? He'd be like, he's losing fucking weight. He's passed, he passed out. <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. They'd be like, that's our starting fucking yeah. nickel. You'd be like, yeah. bro, you got it. Be, bro, you got to drink some water. He's like, not till I weigh in. I got to weigh in. in. got to wait till I weigh in. I don't think you understand how we – if you think about the NFL as a big cult, they tell you what to do all day. They tell you how much to weigh. Like, led you're by, constantly looking – Jim Harbaugh. Dude, yeah. you're constantly looking over your shoulder like, I'm three pounds over. They're like, hey, you want some breakfast? I have no. to wait. I have to wait. I have to piss. It's just the worst, man. Or if you, or it's the other way, like I gotta piss, I gotta poop, but like I can't because I need this extra like half I gotta pound, keep, right? Gotta like, jump in, quick, you in water. three days, you yeah. duct tape oh. your ass cheeks yeah. together. Dude, there's, oh you'll do anything well, to play. As much as we went off the rails here, we probably need to make some Super Bowl picks, huh? No, we're doing that no. Next that's week. next week. That's but, next. But, I, no? but, we, but we will review the. Huh? Uh, yeah, let's let let's let a week settle you in. Come on, settle in. Oh, we're yeah, gonna let 100%. it settle, baby. Oh, yeah, let's let it settle. We'll give you the results from last week's picks, though, which I know Jay is trying to hey, fast forward past here. I, and that's what I, that was my question. I'm glad you brought it up. Since the picks are so lopsided with you and me, Mackie, just absolutely running away with this. Are we going to make this Super Bowl for like 15 points? Like, how well, much are we going to yeah, make? He, it? Here's where the standings are at. So, last week's games were worth two points because there was only two of them. Uh, Jeremiah went 0 and 4, so 0 and 2, but worth two points, 0 and 4. Fuck you uh, laughing at. We both went 2 and 2. <laughs> So right now I'm at 59 and 27 on the season. Booney, you are two games back at 57 and 29, and Jay is seven games back at 52 and 34. So we could do one of two things. We could, I, I, I think, no matter what, we make the Super Bowl worth four points so that Alex can. There's some drama. Mm. If we want to just completely make everything we picked for the first four or five months irrelevant, we could make the Super Bowl <laughs> worth eight points, I guess. But then. But then, no matter what, Jay's screwed because Booney's gonna Booney's gonna pick opposite of me, and you wouldn't be able to yeah. to catch anyways. No, I I know I'm out. I know I'm out. I, listen, I wore I roared back. Right, I will. I should get first pick. I'll, I'll I will I will no, gladly no, no. bow. You should get second pick because yes. you want to pick opposite. You me. Pick but I know, but I'm back. saying like you know who I'm gonna pick. Right. It's never gonna change. But then, I'm but a then fucking niner till I die. But then I can just I can. Just <laughs> I mean, everybody knows it. All right. What's up? 
Well, we have a week to think on. We have a week to think on. We do. You're right. Maybe something crazy will happen. The game manager won't be able to play. I don't know. You're an idiot. I bow out. Just being honest. I gracefully concede. (laughs) Good season, everyone. Okay. Hey, let's fun, do. Though. I feel like fun. we we like kind of did dumb football. Let's do one. We got to get to film here, and we only have a couple hours. Let's do one more dumb football question, and then we'll do film breakdowns of the two games for uh, for the YouTube audience. Yeah, this is from here. Let me hit the uh, the official intro. Uh, dumb football questions. Submit them via the YouTube comment section. Click that like button and the subscribe button. Matthews seven three three five says dumb teammate question. If you were to do a wilderness survival challenge. Which five former teammates would you want with you, excluding each other? And what wilderness setting would you choose? Number one. I, I have the number one draft pick here. Trent Murphy. Trent Murphy <laughs> from the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. If you go look up Trent Murphy from Stanford, played at Washington. Like You go look at okay. his Instagram. You go look at his Instagram. He looks, he looks like one of the characters in The Hills Have Eyes or something. Dude, he literally has two dogs, two German Shepherds that he goes hunting with. And, like, they track the deer. Oh, he's, he, a, he's, a, he's a Louisiana he, guy, dude, man. He's, he's a, a stallion he's in a the outdoors. Guy. He is a stallion. <laughs> he's the one that, in 2018, he shot a deer in Buffalo and then drug it into the stadium and took a picture with it. What? Like, he has a big old deer in the middle of Highmark Stadium. It's what? incredible. Like, he, awesome. he threw it in the back of his truck, and he's like, mm, I want a picture, and backed it down the ramp and, like, took a picture. Was like, there, like, Trent a trail Murphy. of blood on the field? As he's, I mean, possibly. There's couple a couple drops chance. everywhere. What's but, that? Yeah, Don't worry. By far and away, Trent Murphy is, I'm, I'm going to let him lead me into the wilderness and just put me up. He'll make some fire. He'll, he'll cook me dinner. Like, Trent, Trent's my number one draft pick for that. No doubt t- about it. Okay. I trust you on this. I would probably put Berger up there. Yeah, Joe Berger. Joe, Berger. Joe Berger. Joe Berger was extremely resourceful. Could trust yes. him. He was very yes. trustworthy. You're going in the woods. You need someone you can trust. Very, very by the book. We need a guy like that with us. He's definitely coming. I'm trying to think of who else we would take. Oh, B-Rob, for sure. Yeah. I would take Brian, B-Rob. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson. Brian, for yep. sure, I'm taking B-Rob with me. He hunts large animals in Texas, Dude, and, right? Yeah, yep. he's all Maybe he some is. humans. We're not quite sure. You know who that. else I would take? I would take, and this is an old school. I'm talking about way in the best. I don't know if you guys remember. Anthony Schlegel, the linebacker from Ohio State, played at Air Force and transferred over. When I first met him, they were like, this guy is crazier than you. And I was like, no way. And he drove me to class one day and drove on the sidewalk because he didn't. He just couldn't stand the traffic. He was from Texas. He would tell me about how he would go out hog hunting with his dogs and a knife. And he'd be like, well, you know what you do is you get the dog to go out there and get him. And then you come up from behind and you just cut. And I was like, you're crazy. You are fucking crazy. This is for I would take him with me. He's coming. Um Dude, there's some guys you could take out there and never be seen again. Like you could just, yeah. you could pure, never want to come back. I'm telling you, grid. they're awesome dudes too. Like you're what around about them. Sam and, Bradford, we taking him Sam, into the wilderness. <laughs> I guarantee you, Sam is low key resourceful because he was Teddy one Bridgewater. of the ones. No, no. <laughs> I Sam almost, was. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's someone I want to take just to watch the pure panic in their eyes. Right, like Stephon someone, Diggs. Yeah, like Stefan Diggs or like a Jarek McKinnon. Right, <laughs> like you just bring Jet. <laughs> Dude's like you just be like, hey, we're gonna I'll go, bring the snacks. Yeah. We're gonna be in the middle of the Rocky Mountains and it's Dude, gonna be pitch I miss black Jet and you're gonna see rooms. nothing. Be like, hey man, where's everyone at? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> like, all right, Jet. What was that? Right? Like I he'd be comedic relief. I bring Jared McKinnon so for comedic funny. relief. I love that. He was Jet. the best. I love oh, Jet. 
right. So, one more. One more. One more. You want one, one more? Okay. One, right. one more. Let's go to this one's for a different day here. Let's go to this one. The, <laughs> the fire, the fireproof match says it's a great name on YouTube. Is preparing for each round of the playoffs different than the regular season? What is the mentality? Um, is it different than preparing for big regular season games? What separates preparing for the big playoff rounds? I think it's the the attention to detail. Like once you hit the playoffs, and this is such a weird thing to say, but like during the season, there's a lot of goofing around. There's a lot of like keeping yourself up. You know, like hey, we're gonna like at practice, we would play face body with the quarterback so you throw the ball and you get points and stuff and like but the minute you hit playoffs it's not even mentioned it's like all these games are over like there's no more messing around anytime you have off you're talking to coaches you're talking to the quarterback you're talking to the running backs you guys are constantly going over everything because you know this is it this is going to be it and if we don't win this game it's over it's kind of it's like and you feel the mentality of the coaches of the winner go home. Like they're constantly like reminding you like, Hey, this is it. Like we wanted to be here. We got in the dance. Now we got to do it. And honestly, every week that you go on, you're not really thinking like, like I remember playing in the NFC championships and it wasn't like, guys, this is the NFC championship. It was just like, Hey, this is a real fucking game. Let's get serious. And it was like, understood. Everybody just gets dialed in quickly. Nobody had to be reminded like, Hey, we're not fucking around anymore. Like it was like, okay, well now we're in. Now what? And it's like they give you every piece of information about this team for the last four years. They are literally like, this is what they've done. This is who they are. These are their playmakers. These are their number one blitzes. Their number two blitzes. This is their favorite coverage. Like You go into that game knowing everything about every 11 man on the field. Like You know everything about their height, their weight, where they're from, what they do, why they're on the field. Like You're just attention to detail. Instead of like week eight when you're like, the fuck is this guy? I, hey, who's 24? the fuck is this guy right like in the playoffs you're like hey there he is they're doing it it's fucking happening get ready like you just you don't it's insane but at the same time it can get scary because you're like you're really deep in it right and sometimes jay will tell you i used to go down these rabbit holes of like this is it man like and you're just like you need to know everything and i'm telling you it was the weirdest thing and i was funny because i was to your family for the last last night Last night I was up at my son's school and I was talking to their sports teams about sports psychology. And I was telling them like, this is expert. Technically, (laughs) technically, if you think about our entire life, it's, it's been a lot of psychology. Coaches are constantly implementing self-esteem, confidence, all these things, the imagery that they show us all day. When I think of staying calm in the moment, I think of Alex Spoon. Jay, you know, in the most pressure situations, I never flipped. I was never like, Oh my God, guys, I was just like, Hey, we're not blocking this guy. Why are we not fucking blocking him? Hmm. Okay. In what world are you living in? Stop right it. Now? Stop it right now. <laughs> Stop it right now. Is this the same world that our offensive line coach refused to coach us? The I told him in front of everyone. It on him on they're the sideline. How many times I got to fucking tell you they're not getting blocked? <laughs> After I tell you the first time, it should get done, right? How many, how many times did coach tell me that? Boone, if I got to tell you more than once, it's a problem. Hey, coach, if I got to tell you more than once, it's becoming a problem, right? <laughs> Goes hand in hand. That's why, what do you want me to do? But I'm just, I was telling them, like, sometimes you can get caught way down there. Like, you're so focused in that you don't see the big picture. And sometimes I feel like that's what happens to playoff teams is they get so deep into the weeds that they don't look up one minute and go, oh, we're winning. <laughs> 
we're winning. Oh, well, let's just have fun with this. Let's do some more tosses. Let's do some more duos. Let's see if these fucking idiots really want to go to the Super Bowl. But instead, it's like, oh, we got to keep going. We got to keep going down this rabbit hole. And it's like, that could be a dangerous thing for a lot of teams. And that's why when I keep going back to this, and I'll always say this, like Andy Reid is one of the, probably in my opinion, the two coach right now, just because of being able to do it every single year not being too deep into the weeds, keeping your team into it every year, not having the offseason that everybody else has, not having to go out and play shitty teams every year like all these teams that come out of nowhere get to do. Like You have officially set yourself from everybody else, in my opinion, because I know how hard it is to come in every year and put out winning football. It is so hard. And to do it like every year and the play sheet just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and he's just over here like... (laughs) I could call whatever I want. It's going to get done. Like It's just incredible to watch. But playoff football is by far the most intense, most fun, the most shit-talking you're going to hear, the most like, we're not here to be friends. We're here to kill each other. Do not talk to me. Time out. Don't fucking come over here. Like It's just different, dude. Hey, I have great. nothing to add to that. Nope. Let's uh, let's get it. We need to get a sports psychologist <laughs> on the show here, and uh, got one. Evalu- and we got one right here. We have right one. Here. What do you mean we have right here? We, have, we got PhD Boone. right here. PhD Boone. <laughs> how, many, how, many, how many different to stick about? Olinecommittee.com, by the way, for your uh, your clean pocket club and Oline Committee merch. Olinecommittee.com and Oline Committee on all social media platforms. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.